This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Hold on one second. Yes, good morning, everyone. I'm going to give it... Hmm. I'm going to give it another 30 seconds to give some time people to get on the line. Okay, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining the Alpha Talk Power Call. This is a weekly call to connect, empower, and inspire enlightened minds to pursue a life of greatness. Today's message title is Hi, Holy Spirit. Hashtag, say hello. (laughs) So anyway, guys, um, this message today, I believe it's really going to touch your hearts. I believe that there's going to be some joy during this message as well as some holy encouragement during this message. I believe that there's definitely going to be some a, a deeper understanding of the purpose of the Holy Spirit as well as God's purpose in us. So with that being said, I am going to open us up in prayer. I just thank you all for joining. Guys, there's, <laughs> I believe that there's going to be a mixture of emotions during this message. Um, I, I believe that the Lord is really going to speak to you um, during this message. There's going to be, like I said, a bunch of different emotions. It's going to be some joy. It's going to be, I don't know, we'll see. But I'm going to open us up in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first I want to clear the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray against the spirit of distraction right now, and I loosen the spirit of clarity, Father God. I pray that anyone that has things in their mind, that you would set their mind free so that they may be able to hear from you. Lord, I pray that their joy may overflow while listening to this word, that they may be encouraged not only for this week, but for the eternity. Lord, I'm praying for peace and clarity following this message, that they may be able to hear from you and be able to see what you are saying and to move based on what you are instructing. Lord, I pray that you would join your heart to ours, that we may, we may all be of one mind during this call so that there may be glory brought to the sun. Lord, I am praying that our understanding on the presence that you gave to us that's inside of us, that we will have a deeper understanding of our purpose, your purpose, and your purpose for this earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, I thank you all for joining. Oh, man. So, I am, there's going to be some scripture reading as well as I'm going to share a personal entry from my journal I have a journal, yes, yep, that's right, I said it, I have a journal, and it's something that I actually advise for every believer, and for a number of reasons, but the reason I'm sharing this journal entry today is to reveal to you kind of the intimacy that the Lord desires from all of us when it comes to sharing our thoughts, whether it be something that we're trying to conquer, something that we feel is bothering us, 
whatever it is, the Lord desires for us to fellowship with him. And it can be through writing. It can be through prayer. It could be through um, song singing, whatever your expression is. So anyway, I am going to actually... I'm actually going to... I'm getting led a different way. I'm actually going to read the the journal entry first. I'm going to read the journal entry first. Now, the title of this message is High Holy Spirit. And what I really want to share with you today is a number of things. And the main thing is that the Holy Spirit is an actual person that came to dwell inside of us and is doing a work inside of us so that we may be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, the image of God's Son. So as we are on this path to greatness, which is actually not the world's perspective of greatness, but on this path to greatness, it's important for us, us it's important for us to understand our help. It's important for us to understand our intercessor. It's important for us to understand our counselor. So it's it's important for us uh, us to understand our strengthener. So with that being said, I'm going to read my journal entry that I had from I believe it was Saturday. No, Sunday actually. I'm going to read this to you. Give me a moment. I'm going to pull it up. This is my personal journal entry. All right. So the title of this particular journal entry is Worship in Spirit and in Truth. And it reads, Our flesh can't worship the Father without the Spirit of God. This is how we truly worship in spirit and truth. We can't worship the Father without the Spirit. We can make offerings and sacrifices, but it is the Spirit of God that truly allows us to worship Him. Lord, I am sorry. I have hurt the Holy Spirit. I haven't understood Him enough. I haven't even sought to understand Him enough. I have kept trying to do things my way, Lord, ignoring His presence because I wanted things to go smoothly in my own eyes. I have ignored Him, and I am so sorry, Lord. I haven't learned how to fellowship with Him. I am so sorry. I haven't seen Him correctly. He is the biggest blessing to my life. I can't live for you, God, without Him. Holy Spirit, I am so sorry. I repent for ignoring you and paying you little attention. I have lived after the flesh, thinking thinking it was glorifying the Spirit. Please help me to sense you more. Help me to know you more. Help me to see beyond the gift-giving. Help me to understand what truly happened on the cross. Help me to see how the Father felt to sacrifice His only Son. Help me to see what happened in the meeting room of heaven. Help me to see the conversation you all had so I can truly appreciate the work that has been done in me. Lord, I don't want to be a vessel that quenches your Holy Spirit. My ignorance has blinded me from seeing myself. It's painful to even think how much I have grieved you, Holy Spirit. I love you. I am so sorry. I can't love properly without you. 
I am so sorry for making you feel unheard, Holy Spirit. I am so sorry for not acknowledging your presence. I know how it feels to be unseen. I can't worship the Father without you. I want to make you happy. I want you to feel free in me. We are together forever. And I love you. That's the end of that journal entry. So as I mentioned to you, there was something that the Lord was speaking to my heart regarding His Holy Spirit. And I believe that a lot of believers, including myself, we don't really understand His purpose and what is being done inside of us. So the scripture that I'm going to, I'm actually going to be reading the whole book of First Chronicles chapter 28. And then I'm going to basically go through some points from there. So we're going to be reading First Chronicles chapter 28. Now, the analogy I want to set before you actually hear this reading is I want you to envision this, right? So envision that you have your own apartment, right? You have your own apartment and you've had it for years. You've paid the rent, you've paid the electricity bill, you've done all these things, right? And you've done it for, let's say, let's say you're 30 years old. You've been doing it for 30 years. You've been having your own apartment. You're used to doing things your own way. And then, you know, mind you, this is a two-bedroom apartment, so you have an extra room. So in this two-bedroom apartment, it's just empty, right? Then your brother decides to move in. And the reason your brother is moving in is because of a number of reasons. Reason number one is he wants to spend more time with you. That's reason number one. Two is... He wants to teach you and prepare you to run your father's business. He wants to teach you and prepare you to run your father's business. And three, he wants to prepare you for eternity. He wants to prepare you for eternity. So your brother moves in and he takes that second bedroom that's empty. And now you have someone else in your apartment. (laughs) You have someone else in your apartment. And even though this is your older brother and you know him for quite some time, he's teaching you certain things and there are certain things that you don't know about. So anyway, I'm going to pause right there and I'm going to actually go to some a scripture that um, a passage that I believe the Lord is going to spiritually reveal to you because this is actually a discourse from David to the children of, well, not, I wouldn't say the children of Israel, but some of the officials of Israel to Jerusalem as well as to Solomon, his son. So this is First Chronicles chapter 28, and it reads, I'm reading from the NLT version. This is going to be a long reading. David summoned all the officials of Israel to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, the other generals and captains, 
the overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the other brave warriors in the kingdom. David rose to his feet and said, my brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the ark of the Lord's covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it. All right, pause right there. I want you to think about the word preparations. Think about the word preparations. All right, I'm continuing on. But God said to me, you must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule, and from among the families of Judah he chose my father's family. And from among my father's sons the Lord was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And from among my sons, for the Lord has given me many, he chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyard. For I have chosen him as my son, and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. I'm going to pause right there for a moment. So, like I said, this is actually David having a discourse with some of the officials in Israel. And he's sharing with them what the Lord revealed to him. At this time, David is actually older in age and his, you know, he's soon to pass away. So he's basically giving them some instructions on what's going to happen following his passing away. So anyway, so now with God as our witness and in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. This is where he starts speaking to Solomon, right? So now he says to Solomon, And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord, Jesus, the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Pause right there. So I, I, I want to do a parallel. I want you to see something. So this is David speaking to Solomon. Now, for this illustration, when I want to communicate, I want you to think of Solomon as kind of being Christ. I want you to think of Solomon as being Christ. So this is an instruction from the Lord, right? I want you to see the parallel. All right. Then David gave Solomon the plans for the temple and its surroundings, including the entry room, the storerooms, the upstairs rooms, the inner rooms, and the inner sanctuary, which was the place of atonement. David also gave Solomon all the plans he had in mind for the courtyards of the Lord's temple, the outside rooms, the treasuries, and the, remember last week's word, the treasuries, 
anyway, and the rooms for the gifts dedicated to the Lord. The king also gave Solomon the instructions concerning the work of the various divisions of priests and Levites in the temple of the Lord. And he gave specifications for the items in the temple that were to be used for worship. All right, I'm going to pause right there. Remember how last week I talked about what goes inside of you must come out of you. What goes inside of you must come out of you. The treasury, storehouse, talking about a temple, right? So anyway, continuing on, he told Solomon the amount of gold needed for the gold lampstands and lamps, the amount of silver for the silver lampstands and lamps, depending on how each would be used. He designated the amount of gold for the table on which the bread of the presence would be placed and the amount of silver for other tables. David also designated the amount of gold for the solid gold meat hooks used to handle the sacrificial meat and for the basins, pitchers, and dishes, as well as the amount of silver for every dish. He designated the amount of refined gold for the altar of incense. Finally, finally, he gave him a plan for the Lord's chariot, the gold cherubim whose wings were stretched out over the ark of the Lord's covenant. Every part of this plan, David told Solomon, was given to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. Then David continued, this is the final verse, then David continued, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. Jesus. Hmm. Right, I'm going to stop right there. That's actually, there's one scripture after that, but I'm not going to go there. Okay, so I just read a mouthful. So, the title of this message is High Holy Spirit. And what I'm going to be discussing with you today, I'm going to be revealing to you something about the Holy Spirit and why it is important for us to understand what happened inside of us when we accepted Jesus as our Lord. We have to know that one, the Lord Jesus Christ, is a builder he is a builder when he was on the earth he was a carpenter that is symbolic of him being the architect of creation he was a carpenter so when he died he allowed himself to be planted into the earth to produce more seed and that seed is you the holy spirit that's inside of you that's the seed that went forth so with that seed going forth the reason why he went through the process and he allowed everything that happened to him to happen to him is so that the work could continue on you remember i was just read from first chronicles chapter 28 this is instructions the lord had to get and the lord had to get instructions to be able to give those instructions to us let me repeat that <laughs> ah Jesus the Lord had to go through the process he had to get instructions to be able to give them 
to us, a lot of people don't realize that the Lord Jesus Christ actually was a human being. He was fully divine, fully man. He still had to seek the will of God. He didn't just wake up and know exactly what everything, everything that had to be done. He had to actively seek the will of God. He had to pray. Everything that we have to do to enter into the presence of God and to be able to walk after the Spirit, it's the same thing that he had to do. He's our role model. He is our example. So the reason why we need to understand what was done inside of us is so that we can actually start to have value for the work done inside of us. Now I'm going to go back to the brother coming to move in with you. <laughs> okay, so this brother, right? He's, he's preparing you. He's, going to, he's teaching you how to run your father's business. He's teaching you how to run your father's business because he was there when your father started the business. He knows exactly your father's intention for the business. He knows the plan. He knows the manual by heart. He knows everything. But this is the deepness. The brother only shares with you what he is instructed to share with you. There are some things that we are not ready to understand. There are some things that we're not prepared to receive. So the reason why the Lord sent us the Holy Spirit is to basically walk with us, to instruct us, to teach us. But this is what we do. And this is kind of like where, this is what really made my heart sad. Imagine your brother moves in with you into this apartment and he's always in his room. He's always in his room. His door is always open, but whenever you come home from work, you're tired, you walk past his room, you don't even say hi. You don't say, how you doing? How, and is there anything I can do for you? You don't we, don't, we don't do anything. We just go come in the apartment and just go to our room and we don't pay him no attention. You know, we on social media browsing and we're just scrolling, you know, scrolling or we're so-called working on our business and we don't even go to his room to check on him. We don't even see how he's doing. And we don't even ask if he can give us insight on our business, on our relationships, on our marriage, on our health. We keep just trying to do things our own. Why? Because we've been so used to living on our own. You had your apartment for 30 years and you have grown accustomed to making your own decisions. So now when your brother comes in to move with you, he's giving you instructions and insights, but we reject it because we don't know our father's business. We don't know our father's business, and this is the reason why we have to stop just coming in the house and going straight to our room. We need to go to our brother. And when I'm saying brother, I'm, paral I'm paralleling that with the Holy Spirit. We need to start to realize that the Holy Spirit is inside of us. He is an actual person that dwells inside of us. He has thoughts. He has feelings and emotions. But the difference between his thoughts, feelings, and emotions is that they all glorify God. They always bring glory back to the Son. And the Son, you know, he has that glory bestowed on him from the Father. But we have to understand that every time we ignore him it's it's it grieves him there are some times and i can actually speak to this personally there have been times where i was about to get angry and the holy spirit kind of tapped me on my shoulder and i responded 
but there have been other times where I was I got angry and I felt almost kind of like this like voice telling me to like cool out just wait just be patient and I ignored it because my flesh wanted immediate response remember how I talked about we have to learn how to respond in real time my flesh wanted to respond immediately I wanted to react because I wanted to have control of things I needed to have control of things because I don't I, I know I have a spirit, but I don't know how long the spirit is going to do what I need him to do. How selfish does that sound? How selfish is that for us to be so focused on our own desires and our own will that we fail to spend time with the one who is inside of us? The one who constantly is praying for us, who's constantly interceding. There are some things that we don't even know how to pray for it. We don't even know what to say to God. But it's in, the, in the scriptures, I believe in Romans 8, I believe, it says that the Spirit intercedes for us through groans. So there are things that you may not even be able to articulate, but the Spirit articulates it to heaven. And that's the reason why you're still here is because the Spirit was able to articulate it to heaven. Yes, you may not be able to communicate how you feel. You may not be able to communicate your thoughts. You may not be able to communicate your your personal will to God. But the Spirit intercedes through groanings. The Spirit intercedes through groanings. So, being that the Lord, being that the Lord prepared the way for us to be able to walk in the Spirit, we have to really value what was done. We have to really value what was done. Can we honestly, from our heart, say that I have spent time with the Holy Spirit? I have valued Him. I have truly honored his presence and I, I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit. How many of us can truly say that? How many of us can truly say, I know for a fact that I can't always say that. And, and, and this is a recent revelation. Like, we don't even real, we, we don't even acknowledge his presence. Like, how many times have we just come came in a house and we just went about our business? We put some music on or put a movie on a movie that doesn't bring glory to God is basically, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to say it, is basically contaminating our spirit, contaminating our soul, and we don't even think about, we just came from work, we're working with all these worldly people and ha- hearing all these conversations that don't bring glory to God, and yet, when we go home, we still put on movies and sounds and have conversations that don't bring glory to God. But then when we need something and we want a prayer answer, we're wondering why it's so, like it's so much static. And the reason why it's so much static is not because the Holy Spirit has left. Like I mentioned, you know, our brother, you know, I'm referring to him as our brother to give you some like a kind of like a some imagery for this illustration you know our brother is in our two bedroom apartment he's in the other room and he's sitting in there his door is always open but there, you know <laughs> there comes a point in time where he's just like yo like every time I come in your room you ignore me 
Like, just imagine, how would you, let me just think, let's put this in your shoes. Just imagine if you was living with someone, you were, you were living with someone, and every time you came in the house, they just act like you didn't exist. They ignored you. They ignored you, and you would say hi to them and stuff like that, and they just ignored you. And they'd be smiling at you, trying to do things for you, and they just ignored you. They just ignored you. Like, how would you feel? Let's make this personal. Like, how would you feel? And this is what we... You know, how would you feel? And this is what we do to the Holy Spirit. We just act like he doesn't exist. And I, I really want us to really get this illustration because the Lord did not die in vain. Somebody has to mute their phone. I hear somebody moving around. Somebody can mute their phone, please. And the Lord did not die in vain. He did not die in vain. But some of us are living in vain. We're so focused on feeling good that we don't even know what is good. Hmm. I'm going to repeat that. Some of us are so focused on feeling good that we don't even know what is good. And when I say good, remember when Nicodemus, I believe, um, he had came to the Lord Jesus Christ and he said to the, he said, he called him good teacher. He called him good teacher. And, and, and Jesus basically said back to him, why do you call me good? Only one is good. He basically was talking about God is only one who is good. And the word good actually breaks down to the root meaning actually means beneficial, productive. So he's basically saying, like, you know, we, we basically live our lives thinking that we know stuff when we really don't know nothing. <laughs> you don't really know nothing. Only thing, oh man, Jesus. Okay. Jesus. Okay. All right, so this this call is going a little bit longer, but I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going, so because I I really want you to understand this, how much the Holy Spirit loves you, and how He feels when you ignore Him, and how He feels when you don't spend time with Him. He is with you for an eternity. He is with you. His Spirit is inside of you, but there's gonna come a point in time. Oh, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say that. So there's another scripture I'm gonna read actually to you. This is. Matthew 20. Somebody has to mute their phone, please. This is Matthew 28 20. Hold on. Okay. All right. This is what Jesus had told his disciples. This is actually Matthew 28, verse 20. And this scripture says, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what Jesus was telling his disciples is that there's a comforter coming. There's a comforter coming. There is a comforter coming, and he's going to be with you. He's basically in my spirit, the spirit of Jesus Christ. If you go to the 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 book of Acts, you'll see it, you'll see it where it says the spirit of Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus is basically our brother. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to go too deeply into that. But what I really want you to understand, and I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is being tangible. His spirit is inside of you. He wants attention. He wants you to know God. He wants you to know him. You know, there's a difference between 
being baptized by water and being baptized in the spirit and what a lot of us don't realize is it's this message is so deep man I can't I don't even have enough time to go into all the points that I had but I want you to understand if you don't understand anything else there's a difference between being baptized in water and being baptized in spirit being baptized in water is when you actually confess you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior and you make the decision to go underwater come back up and that basically symbolizes you being a new creation you fall in Christ but there's a difference that baptism in water now baptism in the spirit is when you're walking with God you're actively pursuing the will of God and then there comes a there, there becomes a point there's a shift when the spirit of God actually is able to fully express himself through your vessel Jesus there comes a point where the spirit of God is able to fully express himself through your vessel now before a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit yes the spirit of God dwells in he you know he's inside the house you know he's cleaning out the rooms getting rid of things that, is, that are nonsense whatever I'm using the, the apartment illustration he's inside the place getting rid of nonsense but there comes a point in time where How can I word this, Lord? He takes over the apartment, but he allows you to still do some things. I'll just I'll word it that way. He actually becomes the one that it's like the, he's still in the two bedroom apartment. You still kind of are able to move about, but he's kind of like controlling things. He's the one paying the rent now. Before you were paying the rent, but now he's the one who's paying the rent. He's the one who's paying the light bill. He's the one who's making decisions, like designing it and decorating it. There's a shift. There's a shift. That's the difference between being baptized in water and being baptized in the Spirit. What the Lord really wants, if you read Galatians 5.22, He wants us to experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the only way to experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit is to allow the Spirit of God to, ex- to express Himself through you the word express means to press out so the more that you allow the spirit of god to express himself through you the more you will experience his his emotions you will ex, you will produce what he produces and if we go to galatians 5 verse 22 it um let me see i want to read that to you right now and then i'm gonna be ending this call but if you really want to start experiencing more joy more peace more power I'm going to share something with you. And this, this may be my last line, and we're going to end this call. I'm reading from Galatians 5, verse 22. Okay. Now, this is the deepness. Okay, so remember how I told you there, there comes a point in time where there's a shift, where it goes from you being in control to the spirit being in control. The spirit is building inside of you. Going back to First Chronicles chapter 28, you know, the, the, the instructions. And he's basically receiving instructions from the Lord of what to build in you. But anyway, this is Galatians 5, verse 22 to verse 23. This says, but the fruit, the word fruit refers to something that's produced, right? Something that's produced out of you. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which basically refers to um patience, endurance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
against such things there is no law so what does that really mean what that means is if you surrender to God and start to spend more time with the Holy Spirit start to learn him start to learn his voice start to discipline what goes in your mind start to get rid of all the contamination and pollutants that are inside of your soul you focus on him the more you focus on him there's going to be a like a shift as you allow the spirit of God to express himself through you you by default will produce these nine things I just mentioned which are love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control if you want to experience those things on a daily basis learn to allow the spirit of God to express himself through you now this is the process what this looks like is starting to ask yourself why do I do things the way I do them for example how do you pray you got to start to look at what you do and how you do it and ask yourself why do I do it this way where did I learn this this is what this process looks like there are a lot of things that we have learned from the world and learned from our parents and and some teachers that have kind of become our norm and as you are seeking to learn from the Holy Spirit you have to learn to kind of relax and when I say relax it means kind of trust that the Holy Spirit is going to teach you he's going to share something new with you he's going to make you into the image that Jesus the, and God the Father had in mind when they envisioned you that's the version of you that you will start to become as you allow him to express himself through you <laughs> alright I know I said but that was going to be my last line I, I, this man this topic man it's, it's so dead in my heart it's so dead in my heart okay I'll, I'll say this right because I want to focus on the term expression I want to focus on the term expression how would you feel if you were never able to express yourself in a relationship every time you try to have a relationship I mean every time you're in this relationship you're never able to express yourself every time you start talking trying to share how you feel you get cut off Every time you try to talk about what you would like, the person disregards it. How would you feel if you were never able to express yourself in a, in a particular relationship? Wouldn't it bother you? It would bother you, right? It should bother you. Because if you're like me and you have been in relationships before, you know how it feels when a person doesn't allow you to express yourself. And this is kind of like what the Lord is revealing to me. Um, the personal aspect with expression he was revealing to me that there are certain things that I kind of keep my wife from expressing he was like let me ask you this question Hakeem do you allow your wife to fully express herself and it it, it, it stung me but at the same time it was a rebuke and it was a it, it was a necessary rebuke because he was showing me how the Holy Spirit is an actual person and every time we I, we, we failed to allow him to express himself through us it hurts his feelings you know and that's the reason why I like sometimes our hearts may feel heavy and stuff like that is because it's kind of like we're quenching his spirit we want to do things our way so like the Lord was giving me the illustration like the relationship with me and my wife he was like do you really allow her to express herself when it comes to certain things or do you think you know everything 
you just think you know everything, right? Because you read the Word of God. <laughs> Why? Because X, Y, Z. You ain't that deep, Hakeem. You was, you are not that deep. And the only reason you even have some deepness is because of my spirit. But if I take my spirit from you, how deep are you going to be then? Uh, anyway, so that's a rebuke to myself. So anyway, um, I, I just really wanted to encourage you guys and let you know that God loves you and that He did the work inside of you. The, the work is already done, but you have to trust in the work that is done. And how you trust in the work that is done is learning to spend time with the Holy Spirit. The work has already been done. Jesus paid the cost. He died for us so that we may be able to spend an eternity with the Father. But if we fail to spend time learning Him and surrendering to His will, we will never truly experience these nine things that I mentioned in Galatians 5.22. We will never be able to truly experience these things. And we will always be in relationship with the loveless and we'll continue to be in poverty and all these things. And not just financially, I'm talking about spiritual poverty. Because we don't allow the Spirit of God to express Himself. God wants to use your vessel to express Himself to the world. If you want to, if you want to view this the right way, and this is going to be my last line, I promise. If you want to view this the right way, think about how it feels in a relationship when you're not able to express yourself. And then think about how God feels when He can't express Himself through you. That's my last line, I promise. Guys, um, I'm going to end this call now. I pray that this message blessed you. I'm going to close us out in prayer. One moment. Thank you all for joining. If anyone has anything to share real quick before I go into prayer, you can share it now. You can take your phone off of mute. If anyone has anything to share. All right. So I'm actually going to close this out in prayer. This is my prayer. Father God, I pray that you you allow us to be able to receive from you. Lord, I pray that you will give us teachable, humble hearts that are submissive to your leadership. Lord, I pray that you will give us the wisdom to respond and trust in you the same way Jesus did. Lord, I pray that we will obtain or be given the desire to surrender our will for yours. Lord, I pray that you will cast out the wicked spirit of double-mindedness, which keeps us from, from being able to fulfill your purposes here on earth. Lord, we come against any distractions, any discouragement, and I just pray that your spirit is able to encourage and feed everyone on this line. I pray that your will is done in everyone's life and that we will start to see things you, the way you see them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I thank you all for joining. I I thank God for you, and I'm praying for you. You are in my heart. Um, Throughout the week, a few few of you have actually been in my mind, and the Lord has been placing me on my heart. And I don't know exactly what's going to happen next, but I believe that there's going to be a shift. There's going to be a shift, and there's going to be some expansion for the kingdom of God. And I don't know if that could be a building. I don't know if that could be a... Uh, some type of connection, whether it's, who knows, only he knows, but I just wanted to encourage you guys to stay um, focused on him and to let him lead you. Have a blessed day, and remember that you are out.